resembling Abraham Lincoln found. It's If You're Listening, one person's mission to force your friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. I'm Ramsey. I'm Heather. Did that really happen? I wish. No, it's a mm. newspaper headline from an episode of The Simpsons that mm. is stuck in my brain. I should have assumed. Earlier, <laughs> someone was over at my apartment and they said, well, what I heard was, there's squirrels on that porch. And I, what they, but they, what they really, which I was like, that's not that weird. Yeah. But what they really said, which was actually weird, was there's turtles on that porch. That is weird. And I looked over and on the building behind me, there was a clear Rubbermaid bin with some water in it and two turtles. Was this a lower porch than you that you were able to like look into the Rubbermaid? Or were they all no. just like leaning on the edge, peeking out? I can just see it out the window. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. It's, just, it's by the bee vine. They were by the bees. For um, new listeners to this show, there is a vine outside of Heather's apartment that is just... Infested with bees. Co- coated. I want to say it's covered a- and coated at the same time. Wait, but a uh, friend of the show, Mo, sent me a picture from your recent trip upstate of a vine also covered in bees, and it's the same vine. It's the same kind of vine. They must love. There's a flower on it. They must be obsessed with it. Love that kind of flower. They're fucking horny for that flower. (laughs) And just in general, because they got those stingers. That's true. That's true. Um, Ramsey. Heather. We did a Patreon poll, as we do, where our listeners get to pick our next full length. Our listeners were very divided. Like our nation. Yeah, but instead of Republican Democrat, it was. The band May or Neutral Milk Hotel. And we were split evenly down the middle. What was the So we're just gonna do May. May. M A E. Do not get that close to the microphone. <laughs> May. Stop it. <laughs> it's really bad when we record remote because I cannot hear myself, so I have no feedback on how loud my volume is. Mm. Um <laughs> May. M A E is the band. But today we're gonna do a band that you may have heard of. Neutral Milk Hotel. I have heard of that band. Rimsy, tell me your familiarity with this band. Just to be clear, we're doing the album on Avery Island. Fuck off. <laughs> um, I am very familiar with this band. I, as we know, one of the first types of music I listened to. Wait, types. One of the first bands I listened to. One of the first types of music you listened to. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Was the type of music made by They Might Be Giants. Yes, that's correct. Um, the second band that I listened to... Which seems weird, but like that I got into was a band called Apples and Stereo. Okay, okay, got it. I thought you were gonna say Neutral Milk Hotel, and I was like, I mean, this is this is still weird, but that would have been a, a jump. That's, that's a big jump. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I found this band Apples and Stereo through a Powerpuff Girls soundtrack, and well, we skated over that. Go on. Uh, we should. Oh, we are definitely gonna listen to that soundtrack. There's a lot of great bands okay. on that thing. Okay. Uh, wow, I can't believe I hadn't thought about that sooner. That's okay. definitely a future episode. I wrote it down. Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, so they are part of, do you do you know the connection here? No. The, okay, so there's this group of bands called the Elephant Six Collective. Okay, I'm familiar with that. And so Neutral Milk Hotel is in this collective. Um, there's like tangent, tangential ones like Of Montreal is in there. Mm-hmm. You got mm-hmm. your uh, Elf Power. You got your Dressy Bessie. You got your... Okay. Uh, 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 the Essex Green. I'm giving you like a, a roster of various, very varying degrees. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, so like steadily after getting really into Apples and Stereo, I branched out and eventually found my way to Neutral Milk Hotel. Okay, okay. And what are your thoughts? Love them. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I assume this is really embarrassing. I just pulled the name of the first album. Uh-huh. But I can't... What's the name of the second one? That, oh, In the Airplane Over the Sea. Correct. Uh, also, uh, that was my wife and my first dance at our wedding. Uh, great. Great. Wait, which... <laughs> which What was? The song In the Airplane Over the Sea. Oh, the song, the, the yeah. song, the song, the song. Okay, got it. You honestly are going to have more to say about this album than me. I know this album. I have listened to it lots of times. Mm-hmm. Um... I think I got into it because Jesse Lacey from Brand New would reference it a lot and do covers of it. I see. Which is, I think, how I got into it initially. Um, but, yeah, I like it. It's not 
my favorite thing in the entire world, like it is for some people, I think. Sure. Um, but I think it is good. <laughs> I haven't listened to it in a long time, though, either. Certainly not front to back. I probably, I can't tell you the last time I have, too. Yeah, it's, uh, there was a time when, like, it was my go-to sing-along car album. I mean, it also, we went to college at the same time, and so this also was just everywhere in college. I feel like it was being played at every indie-ass college party. <laughs> Uh, it's a weird album too because like so many of the songs go into the next one. Yes. That like I, I can't say that it made it onto a lot of playlists for me. This was a very, this was a rare front to back album for me. Oh, a rare one for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a shuffle guy, but this this was an album only. All right. Heather snarled and shook her head at me. I being shuffle only is fucking psychotic to me. <laughs> um, oh God, I'm sorry. I'm. Ugh. I'm also now just pu- I'm pulling up the album art and I'm remembering the tweet I'm thinking of the meme oh wait what's the meme so the meme is uh over I don't know the circle head it says some circle faced asshole not helping me and then over the little boy's face it just says me drowning <laughs> <laughs> really gets me every single it's time very funny some, um, cir- some circle-faced asshole. Incredible. It took me a really long time to realize that that's a drum on this cover. It took me until you just said it for me to oh, know good. that it was a drum. I just thought it was truly some a circle-faced asshole. Some <laughs> circle-faced asshole. This album cover, if I remember correctly, was designed by Brian Dewan. Oh my god. Okay, who, go on. Uh, who was somebody whose music I fell in love with actually separately from this uh, long before. Like I I discovered much later that he designed this. Um, And I recently uh, tracked him down and sent him uh, one of his own albums to sign for me. And he very nicely did. That's lovely. Uh, He's a very nice and very creative man who makes a lot of weird instruments in Catskill, New York and plays them. Okay. Um, yeah, this cover is, it's one of those that feels very ubiquitous that I have not looked at deeply. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. It's, uh, this is maybe the first time ever that we've done an album and the album art has not been pulled up. We just automate, we're just going from memory on this one. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of looking it up now because I'm trying to find a high resolution version of it, which is proving to be a struggle. Um, you have that meme. I had the meme. I only had the meme. Yeah, exactly. It's some old-timey... It's old-timey drumhead lady. Mm-hmm. She's going... She's got her arm out. And someone drowning. Well, maybe drowning. Yeah. They look actually kind of happy. I kind of thought they were just swimming, yeah. But yeah, I like but it that... better in the meme. Me too. Um, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's definitely eye-catching. I like what you said about it being ubiquitous. I don't think about it now. It's just the cover. I agree. I don't have an opinion on it. It just exists. Also, okay, so it came out, this album came out in 1998, which actually I did not know that. I feel like it's actually a very good album art for 1998. I think that's true. Very unlike anything else, I would say. Okay, what's weird to me about you liking this, now that Mm. I'm on the Wikipedia, says it is characterized by an intentionally low quality sound. Rimsy, you hate lo fi. I am not a big lo fi guy. I think. Part of what saves it is the music is good. The lyrics, as somebody who's predominantly not a lyrics person, the lyrics are very much in the front of this album. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you can't not listen to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, I don't know. It's its one of those things where like I probably didn't like it at first. And then yeah. As I listened to it more and more and just got deeper and deeper into it, it was like, no, no, this is good. And I like this. <laughs> I don't okay. care for any of the other albums that Jeff Mangum has put out. Fair. Um, I don't really know any. I don't think. Uh, yeah. There's some good songs. Uh, they they range from nothing is as of a piece as this album is. Yeah. Um, but some of the songs are songs and catchy and some of them are just pure noise experiments yeah um which is not yeah not not for me either okay ramsey should we get into this i feel like there's gonna be more things okay ready go 
King of Carrot Flowers Part 1. The song's so good. That, yeah. I, I will, I don't know if I've told the story on this podcast, but, uh, oh, sorry, I'm distracted by how good the song is. Um, I used, I, at my old job, I managed a team of three people. One of the girls on my team did not understand really the music I listened to. Hmm. And I don't know how it happened. We were in a meeting, just the two of us. And somehow in this meeting, which I don't know what this says about me as a manager, I played her a Neutral Milk Hotel song, and I will never forget her face. <laughs> also, though, it was like, I'll see if I can remember which one it was when it comes up, because I can't pull it while hearing a different Neutral Milk Hotel sure. song. But um, y- yeah, she, uh, needless to say, she did not love it. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're at the top of this album, do you know the inspiration of this for this album? No. Um, Neutral Milk Hotel is not quite a one-man band, but it's, it's effectively a one-man band. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jeff Mangum is that one man. And around this time, he was reading The Diary of Anne Frank for the first time. Oh! That explains why Anne Frank kept coming up when I was trying to Google the goddamn cover. Okay, yeah, go I'll on. Yeah, and so... Um, a lot of this is either tangentially inspired by her um, or uh, like just him kind of reckoning with this book and how sad it is at the yep. same time. And But a lot of it was also kind of obfuscated from him writing the demos to him recording this where he like intentionally moved sure. away from that at times. Sure, too. sure, sure. Um, yeah. So like that is sort of woven in here and there. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. I also like that it is like that's where it started, but not necessarily exactly where it ended. Right. I agree with that. I love that I, transition. Me too. This is a banjo run through a guitar pedal. Oh, okay. Was it this song? This would be a weird one to play somebody. It wasn't this one, but this would have been okay. aggressive too. <laughs> so after this album, yes, uh, Jeff Mangum became quit a reckless. Yeah, quit. He, he and by I mean quit. the band. He quit society. He quit society. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. People wrote books trying to track him down and. Uh, he would just like pop up at a concert every once in a while yeah. and uh, like sing songs from the audience and then leave and never be seen for a while. And then he went on tour uh, at some point doing yeah. Neutral Milk Hotel again. I do remember that it, because I remember the show he played in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, did you go to that? Epi- no, because I was hosting a party that night and half of my friends went to it. So they weren't at my party when it started. And then it got it turned into a pouring rainstorm. So then half my friends showed up to my party soaking wet. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You were almost certainly at that party. <laughs> I, I was at that party. I did not go to that show. Uh, I saw him later at BAM. Yeah, that one was at the Prospect Park Band show. I see. He, uh, there was a scary mo- like this was very early on the tour. He had done some shows at this point, but uh, he did King. He opened with King of Carrot Flowers. It was just him alone for that. Um, and then he gets like two lines in to the actual lyrics, and he kind of stumbles, and then he stops playing the guitar. And he goes, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry," and like the whole crowd tenses up. Like, is he going away forever? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is he gonna hide again? Um, and then he just restarted and went back in. And it was okay. But it was, you could feel it in the crowd of like, oh god. That is scary. <laughs> uh, often when we do these, you have Genius open. Oh, I actually and, don't have it open right yet. Okay. I, there, I was just reflecting on the sheer number of words that have gone by in this song. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's necessary, but... No, I kind of do want to see now. It's not as many as you think. Mm. 
Because uh, so many of them are, I love you, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's true. That is true. Ugh. Yep. This is a good first dance song, isn't it? Yep. It felt, <sighs> it felt right. Two indie nerds getting married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One time uh, after we'd been married for a few years. Yes. Uh, I don't remember what the argument was, but uh, we were having some... It, it was a tense in the car, and uh, the iPod was on shuffle, and then this song came on, and then as a half bit, I skipped it immediately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that, like, eased the... And then, like, I went back and started... <laughs> like, that eased the tension of whatever the argument was. <laughs> This is a singing saw. It's a what? Singing saw. Are you familiar with that idea? No. Picture an actual like hand saw. Oh, the noise in the background. Oh yeah, I yeah. understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I think my brain was like, I don't know what my brain thought you were talking about, but yes, I do know what you're talking about. I do know what you're talking about. The lead singer is now a lumber implement. <laughs> thinking of like oh it's a waltz or like when someone's singing oh. in a round i think my brain was trying to make like the song structure was a singing song and i was like i mean a what that does sound like a really old-timey it does yeah. <laughs> so it can be a story right oh i think that's an old-timey word <laughs> there he sings anna's ghost all around oh yeah Yeah, this one, this one on Genius does specifically call out that this one is one of the main ones that seems to be alluding to um, Anne Frank. Mm -hmm. What a good bridge. I was just going to say that. I just got, I haven't heard this in a while and I just got some chills right there, actually. I keep getting chills, but it's because I just rode a bike home and I'm sitting in air conditioning, sweating, and I'm like <laughs> freezing oh. myself to death. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Heather, don't die on the show. <laughs> but what a ratings bonanza. Woo! It's the first snuff <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but she died from a cold chill, so it's not exciting. I would I would parcel this thing out in five minute increments <laughs> to, to a new cereal. Yeah. How did she die? She rode a city bike three miles and then sat in air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> Her friend yelled at her about the microphone too hard. Yeah. <laughs> Perished. Nope. <laughs> that's, that's what I, my anxiety would tell me for the rest of my life. Fair. Um, yep. Oh, related to that, hmm. I was trying to ride a bike home last night because it was midnight and I was trying to come home from a bar one mile from my home. And it okay. told me that an Uber was going to be 81 American dollars. Oh, oh no. Uh, I've and seen so some crazy eight, numbers 80, on that app. Uh, just for your context, I was by Barclays. $81 from Barclays to my house. Mm -mm. So mm -mm. I was like, okay, I'm just going to ride a bike. But then I couldn't find one right there. And so I just started walking. Oh, wait. Can I just for context? Please. Minutes after Hurricane Ida hit New York City. Oh, yeah. I looked up a slightly shorter distance, but not that much shorter. Barely. Barely. And it was 40-something dollars. 81. That is more expensive than it cost me to go to the airport. That's um, crazy. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get a bike. I didn't have my helmet with me, though. And so then I thought better of it. I was like, I don't know, riding a bike at midnight after I have mm. been in a bar without a helmet. This doesn't seem great. So I was like, okay, I'm going to walk and wait for the bus. And then it said our bus was four minutes away. I was like, amazing. And then the bus vanished off the tracker. What do you think happened to that bus? I have to assume it was hijacked. You're right. It was a speed situation. Mm-hmm. So then I walked half the way home in uncomfortable shoes and then eventually called an Uber when I got close enough to home that it was less than $30. Oh my God. I'm so sorry, Heather. But I want to give you kudos for making responsible choices. I, I'm glad you didn't. I do think I, yeah, a bike would have been a bad idea. And yeah. I, I guess I could have taken the train, but that also seemed like a bad decision at midnight. You 
may have been okay on the bike, but I, I still want to respect it. I agree. Uh, not without a helmet. Um, yeah. Okay, so this one is Two-Headed Boy. Is this one about Anne Frank? <laughs> I couldn't tell you for sure. I, I'm not sure what this song is about. Let's but see what Genius says. Yeah. I love the melody of this and just how, like, it's weird and it goes real fast. This Genius about is editorializing. Two-Headed mm. Boy in his example of Jeff Mangum's brilliant writing. <laughs> um... I think Wikipedia would flag that for not being objective enough. The lyrics most directly alludes to Anne Frank's isolation while in hiding from the Nazis, though in okay. the form of an allegory can be said to carry across Magnum's growing feelings of regret after the success of Neutral Milk Hotel. However, his writing deliberately allows for many interpretations, such as the two-headed boy being a literal boy, a figurative one, or even a cassette tape. What? Oh, um, double two heads to a cassette. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, I never would have come up with that. That's smart, genius. Uh, people are... People <laughs> are... They spend a lot of time thinking about Neutral Milk it's Hotel. It's very true. When you say the sentence, that's smart, genius, it automatically sounds sarcastic, even though I didn't mean for it. It does, it does, it does. This is one of the rare songs on this album that is just Jeff. There's no yeah. other instruments on this. Yeah. I don't know quite what to call those vocal flourishes. It's like not Wait. really scatting, but where he just like holds the note but kind of goes all over, like away from the melody. Like the. Oh, 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 oh. I can't um, tell you. He does a lot of those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this, like many other Elephant Six albums, was recorded in Georgia. Mm, okay. Oh yeah, where are they from? You know, I don't know the answer to that. I'm on the Wikipedia page. I'll tell you. Uh, uh, Ruston, Louisiana. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ruston Kelly. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is an instrumental, I think, right? This one? After oh, this. the next, the next one? So, yeah. Oh, The Sorry. Fool? I, oh. I thought it... Yeah, I was like, nope, I can still hear vocals. <laughs> I was, I was eight bars ahead, I think. In my mind. In, I was like, in your head, I'm playing the music. How could you be ahead of me? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, this is not one I listen to. So instrumental makes sense. Yeah, this is skippable. Yeah. I uh, did go to Wikipedia. I was going to look up where they're from, but you beat me to it. And Are I was wrong. on the cult part? Brian doing... I didn't get that far. Uh, but the guy I was talking about designed, I think, the back cover or the interior gatefold. Oh, or something, okay. But he did not do the front cover. Oh, who did the front cover? I did see that it was originally a postcard that was converted into the album art. Chris Bilheimer, okay. who also designed a bunch of artwork for R.E.M. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, the guy who produced this album or recorded it um, uh -huh. is the lead singer and guy behind Apples and Stereo. Oh, okay. Ooh, Robert sorry. Schindler. That's okay. He uh, he also uh, retired from music. He is now a math professor. I want to retire from music. <laughs> no, I just want to retire, period. I actually want to do what Jeff Mangum did. I want to retire from society. That's what if I continue doing the podcast and, <laughs> and I become a recluse? Like, yep. It's, it's like it's, I just like I'm trying. It becomes the Finding Richard Simmons podcast, but it's that's Finding exactly Heather. What I was going to say. <laughs> yep. It's it's a much different tone because it's like as it happens, and it's me just be like, "Where's Heather?" Oh, Where also, this is Heather? definitely the one I paid, played for the girl on my team. 
Mm. Which, like, yeah, so far, lot. inoffensive, but then this. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot. I feel like this is the most covered one. Like, I've definitely seen multiple it's, it's definitely, covers of it. If, if any of these were going to be on, like, a party playlist, I would expect it to be this one. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is on a party playlist I have made. Makes sense. Uh, I don't have Genius in front of me, but I would assume this is one that is also about Anne Frank. Yep. Uh... Jeff Magnum has stated in concert multiple times that this song, uh, oops, I lost my, I lost my place. Hold on. Uh, was mainly inspired by the diary of Anne Frank, as with most subjects explored in the album, which also links back to the title. Um, using the kaleidoscope lyricism spread across in the airplane over the sea, he explores his love and admiration of Anne Frank and travels through different visions of how her legacy lives on. Hmm. This oh, is the this album's song? only single. Oh, interesting. It was also the last one to be named. No, you're good. Um, hmm. Oh, this is funny. So, yeah, so it was originally just called Untitled, like the 10th track is. And then eventually, um, Jeff Magnum settled on two titles given by Chris Bilheimer, who did the art direction, when he was working on a broad sheet style lyric set for the album, and mm. Holland and 1945 were placed together. And Mac Jeff Magnum liked the titles so much, he didn't know what to choose, so they just put them together. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, this song, I, I'm just, we're just trading trivia, uh, but this song was also the last song played on the Colbert Report. This played over oh. the credits on the last episode. That's fun. Nope, because it was a tribute to his dead father and brothers. Wait, say that again? Colbert's, uh dad and brothers died in a plane crash oh. when he was a kid. Oh, yes, I did and know so that. And so this was play, played in tribute oh, to I them. See. It's not. Oh, that's cool. That's nice. I wanted to make it not fun. Oh, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I did play that song on college radio once, I remember. Okay. Oh, no. It's... it's. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a song that's coming up. Uh, but I, I remembered, like, when there was... 15 seconds left in the song that the final note of the song was on the next track and so it yes. wasn't going to be played over the air and so I just sang it <laughs> that was like, my contribution like the song just ended and you just went ah! yeah uh, if I remember on the actual track it, it goes dee -dee 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 -dee, and then it cuts there and I just went dee, this is Ramsey S you're listening to WGSU <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, it's probably the way that song was meant to be heard. I think so. Definitely the original intention. <laughs> um, Rosie, what's your favorite song on this album? I, uh, I mean, it's obviously my sentimental choice, but it's probably in the airplane over the sea. Makes sense. Um, but if I, yeah, if I had to pick a different one though. I don't know what it is about. I really like the reprise to Two Headed Boy. Okay. Okay. Um. What would you say? Um, I would probably say Hell in 1945, but then probably King of Carrots Part One. I think yep. those are probably my two favorite. I mean, in airplane over the sea. I mean, it also might just depend on my mood, but those are probably my top three. Yep. Are those ones? But would probably switch say, around depending on the day. <laughs> that's totally fair, yeah. And that's is this I, I wouldn't have said before listening to it with you that this has a lot of different moods to it, but it really does. It does. 
Um, I will say King of Carrot Flowers Part 1 is the most fun song to play on the guitar. Oh, really? From this album. I want to know, but I believe you. It's got that cool bum 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 bum. That makes sense. I kind of forget about this one. But I do, like, it's like a sleeper, but I, I like a... this one. It is a long one. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, it is a long one. Uh, this one, yeah. though, also feels like a direct inspiration for the Decemberists. Oh. Yeah, that it's got a very old-timey title, O Comely. Yeah. And even sonically. You're right. That just, even that, the sound of the guitar is very Decemberists. Yeah. You're right. This one isn't like in a minor key or anything, but it, it strikes me as the saddest one on here for some reason. Interesting. Oh, let's play my new favorite game. What do you think is the most played song on this album? Oh, yeah, this is our new segment. Yeah. I'm going to guess it's in the airplane over the sea. It is. By a lot. Okay. Um, that one has 75 million. Say, do, the, oh. oh, sorry. <laughs> the zoom delay nope. ruined it. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I don't think it did because I was going to try and guess what the least is. Oh, yeah, please do. Untitled? Yeah. The last three. Yeah, the last three all have um, the least amount. Oh, interesting. So they make it through this mm -hmm. one. Yeah, this one has 14 million. Well, I, I would like to know for the algorithm how much you have to listen to a, of a song for it to count. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how it works. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how this, the Spotify rules work. <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, album credits for this one. Uh, uh huh. Julian Coster is credited with the Bode banjo, so I guess he didn't know you could do that. But... Huh. The singing saw, accordion. Okay. Okay. White noise. Okay. What? And both of these words are capitalized. Wandering genie. There is what? no Wikipedia link I can click to figure it out quick quickly. I'm gonna Google it. Yeah. What? Oh, it's a type of organ. It's a specific type of organ. Wait, wait, it's what? Um, yeah, it's a type of organ. Oh. I've never heard of that in my life. Me either. Also, um, when you Google it, it gives, the first few results are YouTube videos. And the fourth one okay. is called... Lowry L2. Watch an idiot fix it and immediately break it. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a temperamental instrument. Yeah. Guess so. What happened? <laughs> my fingers are all swollen and I can't get my ring off and it's hurting me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's a part of the show. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's really <laughs> humid out. It is. What is well, there like an old wives' tale? This ring forever. Yeah. Well, I guess that answers my question. Is there an old wives' tale for what you're supposed to do when you're when you can't get it off? I think cut your finger off. That'll cut. It'll oh. cut it off then. Probably <laughs> stick it under water or wrong. like lotion of any sort. It's off. It's off. My finger's fine. <laughs> free you can see it left a mark 
No, you can't see it on the Zoom. Wow. I can't even see it on my own Zoom. <sighs> okay. Well, this that I'm, was a I'm long one. That was a long no one. Cursed. Oh my god, there's three more minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh this one's I thought too, you're saying this that, one's too long. I thought you were saying like that was a long one in terms of like the famous Heather can't get her ring off segment on our show. No, 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 no. That was actually pretty short. It's definitely been stuck for longer than that. No. Very this song is song. a little too long. It wait what? <laughs> a very sexualized song tells the story of someone's adulterous father. In the story, Mangum juxtaposes vulgarity oh. with the presupposed idea of feminine beauty and purity in an attempt to make sense of his father's infidelity. Oh, By the okay. end, the overarching theme of Anne Frank comes back into play when Mangum evokes the idea of the purity of Anne Frank. Oh, okay. I don't know if I like that combination, but that's fine. Uh, I, I would agree with you. I do like the horns here. Yeah, it's cool. By packaging and reducing her just... being to a symbol, he robs mm -hmm. both Anne Frank of human agency and ultimately the woman his father slept with. Oh, okay. That sentence construction is confusing. Sorry, I cut you off because of the zoom delay. No, you're fine. I think, well, I, I remember what I was going to say. I was just going to, I think it just feels long because it is, well, to be fair, a Sunday night and I'm tired, but also <laughs> it's just a long, sad song. So yeah. I think that is why it feels a little draggy for me right now. Because I do overall like the song, but yeah, I have to be in the mood for it. Yeah. Oh, uh. I just clicked an annotation because I noticed he said Goldaline. Uh, okay. And I was curious what that word meant. Apparently that's yeah, I don't know what it means. an unreleased song uh, that was like incorporated into this one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. A story about lost Siamese sisters that are soon to be engulfed by a beast. Okay. Also well, they were engulfed by this song. Yeah. I mean, that could be a description of a Decemberist song, too, I think. Also true. Oh, if you listen very closely to the end of this song, you can hear somebody yeah. else. Oh. Do you have that already? No. Oh, you can hear somebody in the studio who is just listening kind of whisper to themselves, holy shit. Oh, I do see it's here, but yeah, okay. I'm listening. Oh yeah, I can hear it. Oh, I forgot about this one. This is another fast one. Yeah. This is not a popular one, but... I like this one. I haven't heard this in a billion years. This song is about Jeff's experience with a ghost supposedly living in his home. Wow. I mean, if I had a ghost, I would... One nice thing that could happen is I get to turn it into art. Yeah, there you go. Good for you, Jeff. But then it says... It says, that ended up like many songs on the album, becoming a reference to Anne Frank. <laughs> that almost feels like the person who wrote that annotation is getting sick of all the Anne Frank they have to write about. I Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you mentioned the brand new connection. Is this one that kind of crosses over between our worlds to some degree? Because mm -hmm. I guess this is kind of emo-y, right? I never really thought about mm -hmm. that. It does. It's, um, I would say it mainly crosses over in being an influence on okay. a lot of the bands. Well, actually, here, let me pull it back. Um, I had on their Wikipedia, it had a, oh my God, I can't type right now. Jesus. Okay. 
Um, it had, a, like, just, like, a list of bands that were influenced by this, which obviously, like, I feel like those are a little bit of horseshit because it's also, like, Sometimes it's, it's a lot of bands. People just say them as, like, a list of albums they like. Yeah. Um, okay, but I found it. So... Blah, blah, blah. Neutral Milk Hotel has influenced many indie rock bands, um, such as Arcade Fire, December's. I actually literally did not even actually read that before. Um, uh, okay. Oh, Win Butler said that Neutral Milk Hotel's association with Merge was a contributing factor to them signing wow. with Merge. Um, but then it says also Neutral Milk Hotel influenced bands like Beirut. Bright Eyes, AJJ, Bond the Music Industry. I'm skipping ones that aren't related to this conversation. Jeff Rosenstock, which is what Bond the Music Industry is. Um, so, and I mean, there's a lot more. Like, I would say brand new Manchester Orchestra, Kevin Devine, too, because they I've seen all of them mm. cover Neutral Milk Hotel together separately. Um, but yeah, there's definitely is an overlap of influence for sure. It makes a lot of sense. I never considered it, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's occurring to me that maybe part of the reason people... These last three songs are so underplayed is because Oh Comely sounds so much like an album ender. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't remember what album we were listening to, but this is a stylophone that came up recently. That you play with a stylus. Oh. There's some other album we did recently. What? What was? Was it a spark? Was it the Sparks album? No, it was one of yours. What? Yeah. Mine? I promise. Heather? I feel. I feel that is accurate. Not a guest. Oh, I guess it could have been a guest. It wasn't one of mine. Listeners, if you remember me talking about a stylophone before, let us know. remember this I visually feel like we were recording in person in my apartment but I don't know what (laughs) but I don't know uh, what it would have been I do remember you googled it so you could see it I kind of remember this this is a cool sound I like this this is untitled right uh huh I think this is a bagpipe Sounds like one run through something electronic. Yep. The first notes, I always think it's going to be you take the high, but I think that's just like, that's the, that's the bagpipe song. Okay, this is going to give away when we're recording this, but I feel like the US Open's been happening for a month. My phone just vibrated to tell me who won it. Oh. Fashion like Week in the US the Open. Yeah, congratulations to... Dan, Daniel, I don't know how to say this person's name. <laughs> okay. I'm a big tennis fan over here, as you can say. <laughs> but I swear to God, it's fucking always U.S. Open and it's always Fashion Week. And I don't give a shit about either of those things. Why are you getting U.S. Open notifications? I don't know. The Times has decided that that's something I care oh, about. That's interesting. I didn't. Uh, it's not something I care about, New York Times. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm actually not sorry to tell them. Sorry, I turned all the lights on. I was sitting in the dark. I was looking at my phone, and then when I looked back up, you were well lit. And now it's changing. So there's <laughs> in the music video just for me. Oh, I can make it way crazier for you. Let's see. Whoa, Heather's all blue. She's in the blue man group. Now she's angry at me. Now oh she's God. yellow? I don't know. It's a lot. Now she has jaundice. Now I'm in a scene called Lake Mist. Oh, let me find the scene that I feel like it fits this fits this album. Okay. Hold on. We're going into the final track. Heather's okay. getting bluer. Okay. No, I have to wait till we're into the final track, not okay. just the ending of Untitled. This is nothing. This is Neutral Light, just so you know. Well, that's this album, Neutral Milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I read okay. a tweet this weekend without knowing that we were doing this album today. Uh-huh. If your milk hotel is neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the milk hotel of the oppressor. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think this might be the bowed banjo. <laughs> Heather is a purpley red. She's in hell, based on her no. lights. It's called Ruby Glow. Ruby Glow. Yeah. Now I think we're just normal lighting. Yeah. Okay. I probably didn't need to comment I'm on it. I'm done. I'm done playing. <laughs> Oh, this, you, sorry, you were saying this is like a sleeper fave for you. Yeah, I don't know what it is about it, but so this is like a different song to start. And then there's a moment where it goes back into Two-Headed Boy. Oh, yeah. And there's just, I don't know what it is about that, but it just, there's something so magical to that, to me, about that. Well, we talked about that on the show because, you know, reprises have definitely come up. And... Outside of the cartel example, I do like <laughs> generally like it, but I like it when it's like a light touch versus <laughs> like a Broadway musical right. reaper. Like that's too heavy handed yeah. for me. I mean, not in Broadway, like that's fine. It's doing a whole thing, but like on an album, that's not always my favorite. But like, I do like when an album, like songs are reference other songs, yeah. but I do like it to be a little bit more um, just light touch, light touch. Mm hmm. Yeah, and this first half of it has a melody that's reminiscent, but is still distinct. Yes. And so it's almost like if you weren't staring at the back of the liner notes and didn't know that that reprise was happening, yeah. it, it sneaks up on you and works very nicely. I like that. And I like I, these high notes he's hitting right here. I don't always get me, even though I don't really know what he's talking about here. <laughs> it's probably in Frank. It's probably Anne Frank. The lo-fi-ness of this album mm -hmm. is less about the quality of the recording, I think, and more that it feels like a very intimate recording. It's still good oh, quality. That's interesting. It's, it's when it sounds like it was recorded through a pool speaker. Like a microphone inside of a echo chamber that I, I have an issue. Okay, fair enough. Um, the genius about for this says when playing an earlier version of this song, Magnum explains how the track is about a family that lived in the 1940s in Europe. Mm. <laughs> so it's about Anne Frank. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh huh. If I remember correctly, Towards the end, it songs about eating radio wires. That's a, that's a line that just popped into my head. Mm. I'm scrolling through the lyrics. This line I like. I think in college. It's good. Yeah. God is a place you'll wait for the rest of your life. Was it? It's it probably like college Ramsey thought that was really deep sounding. It is. Yeah. And then into Two Headed Boy again. Yeah. Here's your line. Yep. Oh. Right, it's tomatoes and radio wires, mm -hmm. like like a, a kid's image of spaghetti. I don't know if it, is it. Is this sad? What what emotion do you feel here? Is it wistful? No, I think it's sad. <laughs> I think it's sad. I think the emotion's sad. Um, frames isn't. Hold on, hold on. We're almost there. Oh, he's got to set down the guitar, I think. Yes, and yeah. leave the studio. Um. Oh God, sorry. Started playing it wrong. Classic. Um, 
A classic move. <laughs> I can't. I guess I could probably figure out a way to turn off autoplay on nah, Spotify. No, it's part of the show now. Yeah, but Rosie, don't you not? Okay, there's so many things on this album that you historically don't fucking like. That's true. There is ambient room noise. It is lo-fi. Uh, those were actually the only two things I had. <laughs> I reject the love eye. So many things. <laughs> I think I, I did complain specifically about Bright Eyes room noise, uh, but that was because he walks from a car and like that was just a bunch of wasted space. This is the end of the album. He's walking away from the album and then away from society. But I think Lifted is also a two disc album, so he Wasn't has space. To me. <laughs> not in your, not in Ramsey's edit. Uh, no, in Ramsey's edit, it's a two-track EP. Oh God, <laughs> Heather. Ramsey, how'd you feel about this on a re-listen? It's good. I like it. <laughs> um, honestly, it didn't really move my opinion from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an album that I like. It's not an album I love, and there are individual songs I love. Is what I would say though. Like, the songs I love, I really, really, really do love them. But the rest, I'm kind of like, mm, okay. I'm not, like, in the Neutral Milk Hotel cults. I, like, I hope Jeff Mangum has a beautiful life as a recluse. Like, God bless. You know, like, if that's what he wants, I wish him well. I don't know what his rec- recluse status is, because he did go on tour. And he I did. don't I don't know I don't know what he's been up to since then. I should check in. <laughs> give him a call. Uh, yeah, just give him a, give him a quick call. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just got another push alert about how fucking bad the Packers are doing right now. So Ooh. we're doing great. Sorry, Heather. Uh, um, okay. I I will say to listeners who are familiar with this album and yes. want to hear what else this band could sound like, uh, check out Naomi on Avery Island. That's one I really liked. Okay. And uh, Engine is uh, a really good song as well. I, I'll check those out because I've never listened to that album. Oh, there was a Neutral Milk Hotel album, oh, EP, in 2011 that I have not heard. Huh. Cool. Well, well, I'm going to check that out. Now you got something to do tonight. What do you know? I recommended something for other people and physician heal thyself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thanks for voting on this, patrons. I sincerely will thank you because... Uh, I've been tortured by we, you. Because you didn't hate it. Yeah, this this was lovely. And I probably the most I've had to say about an album, including Fair. ones I brought. <laughs> um, I think that's it. If you want to vote on future albums, yes, you can go to patreon.com slash if you're listening and just pay us a dollar a month and you'll have that rare privilege. Of voting. Uh, I think, yeah, Ramsey, where mm-hmm. can people find you on the internet? At Ramsey ESS. How about you? At Heather Shea, S-H-A-E. You can find all our stuff if you're listening.com. You can get a bonus episode every week, every other week uh, at that Patreon for a couple more yep. dollars a month. Uh, exactly. And you can buy our new t-shirt at if you're listening.com slash shop or store. Try them both. It's one of those. I think it's shop. I think it's store. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, in a future episode, we'll find out who was right. <laughs> and at patreon.com, you can vote for shop or store. It's store. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> I knew I wanted to type shop. I don't like shop. Okay. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> and that is the, the one of the parts of the thing I, of the thing, the podcast I do. Um, okay. We love Bye. you. Bye.